Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. We are one episode away from the close of season. This has been such an amazing year, and I'm so thankful that you are listening. Next year, though, I want you to be a little bit more vocal. I want you to leave some comments, and I want you to leave reviews, and I want you to share the podcast with other people. So before we dive into today's podcast, I just want to remind you what the CEO Mindset Podcast is all about. We are constantly evolving over here and staying open to those failures that get us one step closer to our success. So if that is what you are all about, if you're just now tuning in, don't worry. There are three other seasons that you can listen to. I will leave the link in the show notes so that you can catch up on all things CEO mindset. Previously, it was the PB and Style podcast, personal branding and style, but I changed the name to the CEO Mindset podcast a couple of seasons ago, so don't be thrown off by that. All right, we are still in the middle of our series, so let's go ahead and get started. I was reading an article about the difference between workflows and processes and was hit with an interesting statistic. Did you know that businesses worldwide lose up to 69 workdays per year on inefficient tasks and processes? I don't know about you, but this year, I'm sure my number was a lot higher than 69. So today, as I continue with the series, the 4P push, I wanna take a closer look at not only the difference between workflow and process, but also how you can improve your daily workflow for more weekly, monthly, and yearly productivity. So let's get started. We're gonna dive right in. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? Okay, here is the difference between workflow and process. Workflow is your method and tools that enables activities and tasks to be done efficiently in order to improve processes and keep them consistent. Now, the process itself is a sequence of tasks and activities you perform in order to achieve a specific goal. So just to be clear, you have a method to your madness. That is your process for getting things done so that you can achieve a specific goal, right? The tasks that you do are the order in which you do those tasks and activities for efficiency. That is your workflow. That is the difference. You have both. You have process, a method to your madness, and then you have the efficiency in which you you perform that process. And that is the difference between workflow and process. Now, how can you improve your daily workflow for more weekly, monthly, and yearly productivity, you ask? Well, by developing a workflow process, of course. So earlier in this series, I talked about having a schedule. And this is why your efficiency is contingent on your ability to manage your schedule. This isn't even in my notes, guys, but this is why no is a complete sentence and should be 
in your vocabulary. That is, if I can't think of another good reason why you should be on the wait list for Project CEO, because I'm teaching you in that program how to be unapologetically you. And in being unapologetically you, you are setting those boundaries necessary to be efficient in your workflow. You are managing the expectations so that people don't think that you should be doing more than you are or you're not overextending yourself. And you are teaching people how to treat you, which is just another way of making sure that you are able to stay in your zone of genius. So if nothing else, if you didn't get anything else from me in this season, please get on the wait list for Project CEO so next year you can be unapologetically you. All right. As a business success advocate for the Chamber of Commerce I belong to, I am tasked with checking on some of our members to make sure they're still enjoying their membership. We recently were given a new directive for doing things though. We were asked to make visits to members instead of making phone calls. Now, the first time I went out, I quickly realized that some of our members weren't too happy with me just popping in on them. Now, I attributed this to the fact that I was interrupting their workflow. It was an unexpected task in their schedule. When you've allotted time in your schedule for certain tasks and you have a process for getting said tasks completed, productivity can be inhibited. Now, I told you that story because it is a great example of what can happen when your workflow is interrupted. It can take you out of your zone of genius and disrupt your productivity. Imagine how hindered your productivity is without a workflow process to begin with. Now, here are a few steps to follow to create a workflow for any project or task. Step one is going to be to reverse engineer the project. Start with the end you want and work your way backwards so you have a process to know what needs to happen at each step in the project. This will inform your daily workflow from day one through the completion of the project. An example of this would be, let's say I want to post two videos per week on my YouTube channel. Well, to reverse engineer it, you'd need to schedule the videos, right? Then the videos, well, before that, the videos need to be edited. Before that, the videos need to be filmed. Before that, the videos need to be scripted. And before that, the videos need to be conceptualized. The first step in the process is to conceptualize my videos. Here, I could conceptualize an entire month of videos for efficiency. See how that works? Now you have a process, a workflow, I'm sorry, to create the process that you need to get those two videos out per week on your YouTube channel. Step two would be to schedule your blocks of work time. Now, determine how much time you'll need to accomplish each step of your workflow and make sure you've allotted that amount of time on your schedule. You'll use this information to set those boundaries, manage those expectations, and teach people how to treat you. If you missed the last episode of my uh, series, and I'm not quite sure if it's on the YouTube channel, so be sure you're subscribed over there or if it was here on the podcast, I talked about your schedule and how it's important to have four elements of time blocked on your calendar. One of them is your work time. And there is when you will put these steps within your workflow to create your videos each week. So again, 
in your block of time that we're talking about in step two, you may have an allotment of about four hours in your AM work time where you can decide what it is you want to do. And now you have a flow of work that needs to happen um, in terms of the process for creating those two videos per week. You know exactly the five steps that you need to get done within that process. Now you can decide how that workflow will go for you in order to be efficient with the conceptualization, the scripting, the filming, the editing, and then subsequently the scheduling of the videos. So that's why it's important in the second step to block off your time so that you know how to set those boundaries, man manage those expectations, and teach people how to treat you. The third step is to create a plan that minimizes distractions and increases your motivation. So just like my story about the chamber visits, things happen that could potentially derail your productivity. So you need a plan to minimize these occurrences. So think about putting your phone on do not disturb during your work time and so that your workflow is maintains its efficiency. Maybe tell your assistant if you have one to keep visitors at bay. Um, they can be the gatekeeper for you where people can't just walk into your office and talk to you. You can give them a certain directive um, and qualifiers that get people through. Also set a timer so that you can focus on the activity at hand. Maybe use certain um, productivity hacks that help you maintain focus for a certain period of time on a certain part of your workflow so that you are not spending too much time on one thing. That could be a problem as well with your productivity so that you get kind of um, pigeoned in on one little aspect of what needs to happen and it takes away um, the time you have for some other things. So setting a timer can keep you focused for a certain amount of time on an activity and then notify you when it's time to move on to the next thing. Okay, also staying motivated here is important because you've got to know what is going to keep you moving forward. I don't know if you've seen the image of the guy. He's he's picking away in like a mine, I think it is, and he's trying to get to the goal. And he picks up his little um, shovel, puts it across his shoulder, and he gives up. But the image shows if he would have hit one last time, he would have gotten to the goal. You don't want to give up on what it is you're trying to do. So you want to stay motivated. And in order to stay motivated, you have to know what it is that's going to drive you. So what is going to keep you going and how can you add that to your routine so that you can stay motivated? The last step here is you now have the plan. It's time to work the plan. This is where you're going to determine if what you've put in place is going to help you be more productive. If it's not, you have these other steps where you can go back and tweak. Maybe the way you reverse engineered it was not sufficient. Maybe you missed a step. So you need to go back in and reconfigure that, reconfigure that reverse engineering. Maybe you did not set up enough time in your calendar blocking to get things done in a timely manner or to get them done the way you wanted them done. It could be that you did not set those boundaries and and do what you needed to do to ensure that you were not disturbed and you were not derailed. So I want you to think about that in the process and it might be necessary for you to go back and make adjustments. Now that you know the difference between a workflow and a process and you know the steps to develop a workflow process, you can go ahead 
and make your next year a lot more productive. You're going to have less of those work days where you are performing inefficient tasks and processes. I hope that you can put this, these tips to use next year and I hope that you can utilize the other tips and suggestions that I've shared with you inside this 4P push that are going to help you generate more revenue, be more organized and be more productive in the new year. If you've not already, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give this podcast a review. Make sure you're following me on YouTube as well. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official, to make sure that you are getting a lot more of the free, amazing content that I share with you on a regular basis that will help you constantly evolve and stay open to failures. I've got some great new series coming out on my YouTube channel next year you're not going to want to miss. Additionally, do not waste another minute. Get on the wait list for Project CEO. And then also, a lot of this stuff will work a lot better for you if you're actually bossing in the right stage. So I have a quiz for you as well that will help you determine what stage of bossing you're actually in and who your ideal audience could be that will help you really be more effective in the marketing that you're doing or the efforts you're putting forward to gain new clients for your business. If you're not in business, that is okay. Successfully, um, but constantly evolving and being open to failure relates to or pertains to your personal life and your career life as well. We've got to be prepared to constantly evolve and be open to the failures of life, career, and or business because if we want to be better, if we want to do better, that is the fastest way to get there. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I'm so excited for the coming year. I cannot wait to get into this new content that I'm going to be sharing with you. We've got one less, one more podcast episode left in this season. So be sure you are staying tuned in and that you are listening out for the next episode. Again, thanks for listening and we'll be back again for our final episode of the season next week. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AFPatrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.